Fans of the Dynasty Invest podcast, if you feel like there was one particular episode in the back catalogue in the anthology of Dynasty Invest podcast episodes that really, really, really was massively valuable to you, feel free to share that with a fellow dental colleague who's in a similar position so their understanding of finance can be elevated and they can hit the next level of financial success in their life. Also, as well as that, if you could take two seconds to rate and review this podcast, it would mean the world to me. What that would mean is that it drives this podcast further in terms of reach so that more dentists across the world can be able to benefit from the knowledge contained therein. Welcome. Welcome. Welcome to the Dentists Who Invest podcast. What is up, team? Welcome back to the Dentists Who Invest podcast. I have sat with me, my good friend, Tony Hammond, and we're here today to talk about private private medical insurance. How are you, Tony? Hey, fantastic, James. Thank you very much. Thanks for having me back. My um, absolute pleasure. What's fresh since we last spoke? Anything new? You're off on holiday soon, right? Yeah, off on holiday soon. Um, as I was saying, sort of wrapping up the, trying to get the, the time-sensitive stuff done uh, before that. Uh, but, uh, you know, I was talking to lots of clients, uh, and I don't think it ever stops. I say, as we were talking before, I don't go on holiday and then the work stops. I think it's part of who I am. So uh, um, I'll, I'll sneak a few hours in every day because I'll go crazy otherwise. You think there's only so much sun that you can have, isn't there? Uh, it's not how it works when you're self-employed. Unless you're a self-employed dentist, actually, because I look back on those days and I think to myself, <laughs> hmm, there was actually some aspects that were rather good to that. Uh, having said that, that's not strictly true because you're always on call in terms of the practice, ringing you up with phone calls the lab has said this, this patient here, she wants this, he wants this, blah, blah, blah. But anyway, we digress. Tony, yeah. private medical insurance. I'm going to let you take the reins on this one because sure. I don't know a great deal about it and you are the man with the knowledge. Okay. Yeah, well, happy to jump in. But essentially, you hear me every time on these is that my sort of strap line um, is that uh, I provide your financial safety net. And yeah, that's sort of a bit cliche, but health is wealth. And part of what I do with the life insurance uh, income protection that you've heard me talk about, all of those sorts of things, critical illness, that's part of the financial safety net. But the private medical, I think, is even more so being an absolute key cog within that engine. Um, uh, you know, so especially with what's going on in the, in the NHS and the crisis that's going on there at the moment, uh, I think it's, it's one of the most important insurances that I talk to my clients about now, because if you can't work, most of the time you can't earn and it's with the waiting times and things like that within the NHS now it well it is a crisis isn't it it's it's taking a long time to get seen anything else like that um but so I find for me out of all the things I have the private medical is one of the most important aspects uh, of of my financial safety net uh you know because it's an, an alternative to the NHS and I've used it quite a few times so it's a it's a quicker route to get that diagnosis and treatment. But for me, one of the key parts of it, it's providing the peace of mind that I'm, I've got the cover there if I need it, if my family need it. Because you know what it's like, uh, well, for me anyway, particularly with, with, with children, my daughter, um, I can cope with myself being a bit poorly, but when my daughter is, it, it's, it's, it's so much more important for me that I get it checked out. And my daughter's been poorly over the years I mean she's fine don't get me wrong but I think a lot of kids have issues don't they and so for me getting that peace of mind that I can get her to see uh, a consultant in the area that, that she needs to and get that she's either okay or if not this is what we're going to do about it getting that quickly is absolutely vital for me 
Um, I also had uh, some treatment not that long ago. And I, I, I was, I won't bore you with, with the details of it, but I, I had a, it was very uncomfortable, very, very painful. And again, to cut a long story short, went to the GP. Um, once I explained I had private medical, it just seems that you go on off a tangent and you, you get sort of fast tracked, which is what it's all about. And I was able to see a consultant within a couple of days. Um, with this particular issue, I, I elected to have surgery. So within a couple of weeks, uh, I was having the surgery close to where I wanted it to be with the top consultant overseeing the care and doing the operation. And um, he was saying to me that if I didn't have the medical insurance, I would be waiting at least 18 months before I got that. And I think, my goodness, I don't know if I could cope, especially blokes with rubbish when it comes to discomfort, aren't we? Um, And to have that level of discomfort for 18 months plus. So it's been absolutely vital for me that uh, I have and my family and the people I care about have the, uh, the, the, the insurance in place where they can get because what's more important than your health and um, if you haven't got that then everything else falls down pretty quick um so that's where you know the private medical insurance it picks up the bill for the private medical care uh the key to it is is that it's for short-term injury this is not for chronic illnesses so for things like diabetes and arthritis private medical won't cover you uh it, it, it's for acute rather than um, for the chronic um but it helps you be prepared. That financial safety net I talked about helps you be prepared for any health related bumps that you have in the road of life. You know, it gives you the control that you have over treatment, which I think is really important. You know, you, you can Google which consultant you want and talk to them about it. Um, and the providers out there are, are very happy to help you, rec- you know, recommend which consultant you want to see. So it soothes the worries about the length of wait, you know, from that GP consultation to diagnosis and treatment or surgery as it was in my case so uh, i think that that's that's key to what this is what this is about um so as far as the 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 medical insurance itself you've got a choice of things so um when you take out private medical cover you have a, it's really about how you want to deal with pre-existing conditions so you, you may have heard have you heard of a moratorium underwriting at all um, i have not no, okay. So the, the, you have a couple of choices that you can take, and I talk the clients through it. What's right for them? It's it's not all the same route for everybody, but you can choose between a moratorium underwriting and full medical underwriting. Um, and for business clients that would be putting through this through the business, and they've got a a, um, a large number of people on on there. If you have fifteen plus, you can also have any previous medical history disregarded. So it's important to understand the differences so you make the right choice. So, so first of all, you're looking at the, the, the pre-existing conditions. So that, but what I mean by that is that if you've experienced symptoms or you've received medication or you've been to the doctor, got some advice or treatment, you've had tests for something, um, then that's classed as a pre-existing condition. And bearing in mind that this me- private medical doesn't cover the, the chronic long term um, that I've already mentioned. So um, moratorium underwriting, which is the most popular one. Um, the provider so the market leader in this is the boopers of this world that's really what we're talking about it's sort of the booper type cover of that so if you go into the moratorium route they won't need your medical history up front when you apply for the policy but 
However, each time you then make a claim, then they're going to ask you questions about your medical history. And they more than likely will go and, and want to have a report from your GP or access that information. So that's to understand if your claim relates to a, a new pre-existing condition or symptom. Um, rather, uh, So this is something that it, because of that, it, it can take longer to deal with your claim. But under moratorium underwriting, you may be covered for pre-existing conditions. It just depends on how long ago that you, that you had them, uh, when you last experienced the, the symptoms or you've, you've, you've been to the doctors about it or had medication or you've been on tests and things like that. Um, the, the key sort of timing to this, if it was in the last five years before you joined, um, then you won't be covered for it immediately. Um, so so um, if you've been free from medic any medication treatment tests that I talked about for two continuous years, that's the key timing frame. So if you've had pain in your left knee, for example, um, three years before you joined the policy, treatment for that condition will not be covered when you join. However, you may still experience symptoms, but you've got to wait for two continuous years that passed after joining the policy without any treatment or tests um, on that knee condition. And when you've done that, um, you, you'll be covered for that condition after that two-year period has ended. So you can join. You've got the five-year test. Um, anything before then, you're absolutely fine. But if it's something more recent, you need two years to have passed uh, before that's covered. Um, so you don't need to tell, just to sort of summarise that, so you don't need to tell it about any pre-existing conditions up front when you apply. Um, and if you've had any pre-existing pre condition in the last five years before you take the cover, you'll only be covered for it um, once you've been free from medication or treatment, things like that, um, after your cover started. Um, and each time you make a claim, they'll look at your medical history and ask the GP um, about that. And because of that, it can take slightly longer. Whereas the alternative for that, which is the route that I decided to go, is the full medical underwriting. So you, it's a, it's, it's a much more in-depth application form where I fill out a health questionnaire, uh, explain about any pre-existing uh, pre conditions that I've got when I apply. So for me, for example, um, I, I have a, a recurring ear problem um that it, my ear gets infected again this is not the point you don't want to know all of those details but because of that i'm not covered for it so i've i've had hospital treatment recently for another issue which i said uh, i benefited from the private medical care but i've also been hospitalized i think it's nearly three times now uh, for, for my ear infection but because it was a pre-existing medical um, problem that i had then my private medical insurance doesn't cover me so I was then on a on a on a full ward with other people, um, sort of an ENT ward. Um, so you see both sides of it, and the NHS are fantastic, but as we know, they're they're very much under resourced. So pre existing conditions aren't usually covered. Um, once we've um, considered your information, your policy documents will tell you. So for me, on mine. It would say that otitis externa, which is the information of the outer ear, which is what I have, um, then I'm not covered for that. Does that make sense? It does. Yeah. So there's there's a bit of a, a buffer zone, basically. Some buffer. Yeah. I mean, you can you can choose which way you want to go. And if you haven't had any problems for the last five years, then um, you, you, you're all seeing it anyway. Um, but if you have got some issues, you won't be covered for it unless you've got the either the two years 
uh, on the moratorium or you've disclosed it on the full medical underwriting. Uh, and so that they, they know. So I know my ear's not covered. Um, and because I've dis- disclosed everything up front, so anything new, I'm automatically covered. Um, it, it, it it's, it's actually can cost less sometimes because of that, because there's less work in it for the provider to check it. But we can sort of choose which type of underwriting the client wants, what's right for them when we get to the medical step of the application. I send a, a, a medical questionnaire out and depending on what's on there, it can be quite a straightforward thing. I'm, I'm, I'm sort of doing the um, sort of the last resort, really. Um, so if you do have a, an existing medical condition, don't worry. Once you're clear for two years of any symptoms, then that can also be covered as well. It's not like a no, not ever. You do have a choice. Um, and then for the companies that have a lot of people on the books with this, as I said, um, that if there's 15 or more, then it's possible also to get your previous medical history disregarded. Um, and the only slight caveat to that is if cancer's been clear for two years. Um, but there's lots of other things we can do. I think for me, the, the private medical insurance isn't an insurance you just take out in isolation. It works really well with the life insurance, the income protection. Um, it's all part of that financial setting. As, as I say, it's all part of the of the mix of, of what I provide um, when I'm when I'm talking to clients. Very cool. Well, um, I think uh, I think you've touched all the bases there, Tony. Or is there anything else to chuck on top there? Um, well, it really does depend on on sort of costs. It's how, how much does it cost? Is a bit like how long's a piece of string? You know, it depends on your age. Um, the cost of cover increases with age. Things like that. Um, if you've had it before, if you've had any problems before, as I've said. Um, but also the, the great thing with this is that you can do it in your personal name or put it through the business. And as you know, I've talked a lot about the other policies where you can actually put it through the business. Unlike the, the life insurance and the income protection, you can't offset it against tax because with the with the medical insurance, uh, there's a benefit in kind that does that. But I've got a, a dentist client that, that's doing this. So um, uh, he wanted cover for himself, his wife and his two children, and he can put that all through the business. And then it's on one policy. And the really sexy thing about this is if you've got more than one child, you're only paying for the eldest child and the other ones go free as well. Well, so you, you can, can put have... the kids through the business too. Yep. Yeah, no absolutely. yeah. So I think most of the people listening to this will have their own businesses so they can get the business to actually pay for the premium. Can't offset it against tax, as I said. It would be a benefit in kind, so it's all taxable. But you, the business can pay for that and include your your spouse and your kids. So that financial safety net, you know that your kids are covered, your your, your spouse uh, and yourself. But I think it's in, from the business's point of view. Um, I think it's for me. I would say this, wouldn't I? I do accept that, but it's a bit of a. Um, a no-brainer we insure so many things in life don't we you know a car we've got to insure the house if you have a mortgage this is all about insuring us um and especially if you think the downtime uh for people that are off sick um uh you know i think it's just over 17 days is the average of people being off sick every year so if you can get your your staff the dental nurses you know a dentist not being able to work if you can get them back to work more quickly one, they feel valued um, that you, you care and you're looking after them, but also from a really sort of cold, uh, from a business point of view, uh, you get people back quicker. This is a really good insurance, and I think it sort of pays for itself, especially that peace of mind, which I think for the mental health side of things, um, 
uh, as well. That's really important. Um, awesome. And wait, you might have said this, and I may not have heard you say it, but just to double check, the people if you let's say you insure your kids through your business, yeah. does that mean that they have to be an employee of the business or in any? No, 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 no not at all. Or a shareholder? No. no, no, not at all. So the really? the, the the example in question. Um, uh, the dentist and his wife, I think they're mid thirties, but they've got a, a couple of uh, a couple of kids. Uh, I forget the ages, but it's like three and six. Um, you know, the kids and the, and the wife don't have to be employed in the business. That that's something slightly different with with the relevant life insurance that we were talking about. There's that, but for the for for this type of insurance, um, you can still put it through the business, and the spouse and the kids don't have to have anything to do with the business. The business can still pay for it. No way. And, yeah, how does, yeah. and that's interesting. How does how is that justified? Um, well, all of the providers do that. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. You can put it through the. the it's part of um, their SME package, uh, the small and medium enterprise side of things. So yeah. it's not. It's nothing dodgy at all. Yeah. Uh, it's part of uh, the benefits package. Right. So we talked in the past about retaining staff. Um, and attracting staff and oh, how difficult that can yeah. be in the dental side of things. So if you have a benefits package, not only do you have your death in service, which we've covered with the life insurance, we've talked about the, the, the sick pay uh, for self-employed people, which is the income protection. You've also got medical cover as well. Um, and if you have that package of benefits package, you're going to attract the right staff, but you're certainly then going to retain the right people because they're being looked after, they're valued. And so your culture of the business increases. And I think that that's um, you can't underestimate the benefit of that. You know, if you've got a happy culture where staff feel valued uh, and they know they're looked after. But as I said, from a cold calculating point of view, you know, your 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 staff are going to be off sick uh, for a smaller period of time. Um, but you're going to be looking after them. So what's more important about looking after yourself, your family and your work colleagues? So that's why I think this is sort of a really important part of the mix, not not to be done in isolation. Um, Interesting yeah. stuff. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so, you know what? Cool. Counterintuitive. But then again, the more I think about it, I'm like, well, OK, I can see how it would be a benefit in that the company would retain the staff a lot longer. So I see that side of things. There we go. Okay, Tony, well, thank you for that comprehensive cover of life cover. Oh, sorry, not life cover, uh, health insurance cover. uh, You're very welcome. Uh, Is there anything more to add on that or would you say that's pretty just, I, I can go on and on about how you can up the cover you can down it depends on, on what you want you know you can add extra you can reduce it depending on your budget but you know i can talk about that with clients individually i'm obviously very happy to speak individually to uh, to clients but if you want a quote i, I think the only other thing to, to mention which i haven't really important point is that i have a panel of providers i've mentioned boop of being one um but if you've already got cover so, for example, for myself, mine was with Booper. Um, I then had some treatment and I said, so my insurance uh, premium went up on renewal. I can now look around and I can switch providers if I want to. Um, so even if you've got cover, we can look at is it cheaper elsewhere for the same type of cover. Um, but if not, what I would then do for everybody, I, I, part of my compliance, I've got to get three quotes. So I'll get three quotes uh, for, for every client and then we work out what's the best for them in their uh, in their circumstances and with all of my everything i do none of this is a hard sell 
it, it's talk to me about it. We'll talk about what's important to you. But if you can look after yourself, your family and your work colleagues, um, there's so much value in that, isn't there? Good to know. Tony, it's been a pleasure as ever to have you on the Density Invest podcast. I'm sure you'll be back very, very, very soon. You're very welcome. It's been great to talk to you. Thanks a lot. If you enjoyed this podcast, please hit follow or subscribe so you can stay up to date with information on new podcasts which are released weekly. Please also feel free to leave a positive review so others can learn about this podcast and benefit from it. I would also encourage any fans of the podcast to sign up to the free Facebook community from which the podcast originated. Please search Dentists Who Invest on Facebook and hit join to become part of a community of thousands of other dentists interested in improving their finances, well-being and investing knowledge. Looking forward to seeing you on there.